Psycho. Hey, like it. What we just watch? We just watched Get Out. Holy shit. This film's fucking amazing. Holy shit. I can't say enough about this. Go watch it right now. Go ahead and turn us off and go watch this fucking film. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you expect it to be this good? No. And we knew going in, it had 100% of Rod Spanos. I don't know where it's at now, but it did. Probably not at 100% anymore, but... It deserved it. Yes. Well, I think the main reason why I wasn't 100% sure if it was going to be, like, fantastic... Like, I had a kind of a inkling that it was going to be good. Once we saw it build as a comedy horror? Once it, I saw it build as a comedy horror, and I knew it was Peel from Ken Peel. And I feel bad for initially thinking this, but I was like, how well is he going to be able to do something that's not a comedy? That's kind of how I feel with anybody that is a comedian that goes into, you know, like, serious Rightfully so. Yeah. Because sometimes it works. Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind and, like, Robin Williams. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yes. Even in, like, Funny People when he was doing a non- Yeah, I really like his dramatic roles. Yeah, Punch Drunk Love. And sometimes it kind of flops. Jim Carrey in, like, 23 or whatever that fucking movie is. Such a good premise, though. (sighs) Oh, my God. I don't even know how to Holy shit. Okay. I want to talk about it a little bit before we go into spoiler territory because I truly want people to watch this in theater. It's not a comedy. It's like a horror thriller. Yeah, it's more of a thriller than with horror elements and some comedy. This is not a comedy. There's no. funny parts I, in it. It's incorrectly billed as a comedy. And it we made... laughed at the... There's one comedic character. He made yeah. us laugh quite often. He is there to keep us sane through this movie. I was worried that it was going to be a horror comedy. I thought it was going to be their version of like scary movie or something well i didn't think it was gonna be Not that that bad but yeah. i meant like more comedy than horror i guess is what i'm getting at it worked kind of like a uh, evil dead yeah. to me of where you can still have all of these great horror elements and like thriller stuff with bits of comedy with bits it. of comedy that are actually funny and are used in the appropriate time yeah it's not like Shaun of the dead where it's more comedy than horror mm-hmm. we're gonna have to get deep in this one should we warn people of that oh yes in this review or discussion or whatever you want to call it, what the hell we do i don't know what I we don't... do we always say we're not critics we're we we, we are Sen- yeah essentially i just hate that fucking title it's pretentious you cannot talk about this movie without talking about race and race issues and i think it's a disservice to try to not talk about race when it comes to this because that's what this movie is that's what this movie is this is a movie that has a big point and it wants you to talk about it and it wants you to think about it and unfortunately a lot of people don't want to think about kind of the implications of race and things in the modern world because unfortunately there's a lot of racism still yeah yeah like a lot an understatement because we live in a small town in rural indiana not hawkins not not hawkins not erie indiana oh god bringing that back oh yeah it's getting a resurgence like people are like into erie indiana it was always good it was always good but we deal with I deal with racism practically every day. Mm-hmm. It's like still a thing. If you live somewhere where you don't deal with it every day, that's you're just, you're just not getting out enough in your, in your town. Awesome. It's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, big towns have it's, there's nowhere you can go and get away from it. Yeah. There's always somebody, unfortunately. So our disclaimer is essentially, we are going to talk about racial... It's a bad segue. We're not racist. Well, <laughs> no. Well, of course. We at WJW Podcast love every person regardless of your race, gender, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, we don't give a shit. I don't... We love all of you. Yeah. If you're an asshole, fuck you. But well, everybody yeah, else, love you. So really the disclaimer I'm saying is that we are going to talk about race issues. Not like that's not what this is going to be about. It's just we're going to... It most likely be the race issues in the film yeah it's it's not like i'm gonna go into a two-hour conversation about race with kyle that has nothing to do with the movie but we're gonna talk about it and if that makes you uncomfortable then 
then I guess fuck off because it's yeah. I don't appreciate you not taking that seriously. I, I would agree. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, I have no tolerance for racism. Yeah. No tolerance for racism. If your biggest complaint with this film, if you have seen it, is fuck this movie because it makes white people look bad, then we're not the podcast for you, I guess. Or um, we want to be honest. One of the things that I saw, because unfortunately, like there have been some kind of racist comments towards this movie. Uh, I was telling Which you. Which we knew. Yeah. And one of the things I was telling you was I read something that was essentially saying that people Peel used this movie to use white guilt as a reason for people to think the movie's good and for people to like the movie more so than the actual product of the movie. And if you think that, you can go fuck yourself. You could have replaced the white people with Latinos and it still would have been amazing. So I don't think that works at all. So um, also before we talk about spoilers and stuff, Kyle, did you like this movie? I loved this movie. movie. Um, Yeah, this is... I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is the best modern horror movie slash kind of thriller. I would, I would call it a horror I'd movie. Call it, see, I call it more of a thriller with some horror elements. Uh, best since Babadook for me. Yeah. Uh, my best way to describe it, told you when we got back here, is if there's ever been a horror movie that should be nominated for an award for its story and acting. That's a rare thing in a horror mm-hmm. movie. Even the Babadook. I love it. Yeah. It's this movie. And I think it'd be a disservice. They won't because of its genre. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. And the, the main lead, he is so great holy shit he's amazing oh my god and it's funny because throughout the movie i knew that there was something that i've seen him in i figured it out he played a character in uk skins in like one of the only seasons that i liked wow he's been doing great stuff since then (laughs) absolutely amazing he needs to be in more roles luckily he's gonna be in the black panther movie hopefully he has a big role i want to see more of this guy because he was phenomenal this is one of those movies the wrong actor in that role could have ruined it it would the story still would have been good but we would have been more meh because it would have been a forgettable performance mm-hmm. you have to care yeah. about this character and you have to empathize with him and he does just such a good job of being a real person that's what i loved that's about what, really yeah, all the characters he felt real he felt like a real person and even the comedic side character was a real person it's well, like for the most part his girlfriend felt like a real person they talked like like real pe- yeah like humans there was nothing that I, I just can't get over how great all the dialogue was throughout the entire movie I can't get over you getting scared like a baby. Oh, my God. All right. It's not a spoiler. They hit a deer at the beginning of the movie, and Lincoln jumped like a fucking idiot. (laughs) Jumped in his seat. (laughs) Well, the reason why is because I hope nobody from the movie theater is listening because I am one of those assholes that likes to sneak food in even though I buy popcorn like every time. What did you sneak in, though? That's the funny part of this one. So I I thought that I had like another half an hour before we were seeing the movie. Nope. And I... <laughs> if only I would have texted him the exact time it started. For some reason I thought it was... Oh, wait, I did. I thought it was 4.45 for some reason. You cut, I, it's it written in your phone. It was in a text. And I... <laughs> I was making actually say it was 4:45. I was making hard-boiled eggs, and I was really hungry because I hadn't eaten anything all day. So I smuggled in hard-boiled eggs, and so during that scene, I was trying hard-boiled eggs. He brought into a theater. I was trying to choose a time of when I could crack the eggs open. It's the loudest fucking thing. It's so loud, and I was waiting for something. And like while that scene was going in there in the car, I was like, I can't do it right now. And I was like, Well, maybe something's gonna happen. Bullshit. The irony of it, the car was a Lincoln. And that made me laugh more. Like, maybe maybe he just feels for Lincoln automobiles. Like, <laughs> he, like, feels their pain. I just, like, wet my pants as I'm holding a cracked hard-boiled egg in my hand. I mean, it wasn't subtle. That, 
There's only two other people in the theater, right? Uh, no, there. Well, there was two groups. Okay, they knew. They oh, absolutely they knew. saw it. Oh, they saw me oh, jump God. like an asshole <laughs> at yet another movie where they hit a deer with the car. Here for wellness. I was gonna bring that. I was gonna say, "Ooh, maybe this is it." No, this was a this wasn't CGI'd walking across the street. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's the first time I've like jumped like a madman at a jump scare. Oh yeah, that I've seen. I mean, don't <laughs> give me a little bit sometimes, but this is like if he would have been holding popcorn, that shit would have been airborne. Like there was arm flails. He kicked the seat in front of him. It would have been like a- this was a total jackass in the yeah. theater. Is what this was. You remember the initial promos for like paranormal activity where they showed people like flailing? You did that. It was that. I never knew that that was real. You absolutely did it. But I had an egg in my hand. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if you would have thrown the egg <laughs> oh, and like no. hit somebody. <laughs> like, why do you have eggs? Just think if you brought in fucking noodles again. Oh, God. That they would have been, been everywhere. That would have been bad. So five minutes of this movie, I'm just laughing like a fucking idiot <laughs> at Lincoln. Well, I jumped. I just went, I'm so scared. I mean, it was that early. This was like we're introducing the characters in the car. I guess that's why I just didn't expect it. Oh, my God. It was funny. Oh, God. And we're going to actually talk about it. Uh, spoilers start uh, after this. Because... After this. That's the lamest, like, when it will start. Well, they no. Start now I, after or not? my little thing I want to say Did of just, just say please go now? see this movie and please do yourself a favor, because there are people that like listen to this before they see a movie. I don't know why you do that. I don't know why you do that. But if thank you're one you. of those fucking people, don't do it for this one. Please no. I just just go see the movie. Go see the movie. Just please do. Yeah, <laughs> please. absolutely. If you're one that's like, well, it's a horror movie, so I don't want to go, go anyway. It's yeah. If you're possibly like squeamish or something, like my mom doesn't like horror stuff, I think she would still like it. I mean, there is some brutality mm-hmm. in it, but this isn't Saw. Yeah, this you're not, isn't Friday Thirteenth. You're not dealing with that at all. No. Okay, so now we're out. Here we go. So we get introduced to the main characters, Chris, Chris, and Rose. 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 That's Rose. There we go. Rose. I tried. Damn it. Why do we not remember her name? Because she just looked like Kate Mara. See, she looked like young Jennifer Garner. Yeah. With a rounded jaw. And we kind of get introduced, and I think it was an interesting way of he was he's a photographer but it's never actually stated and i loved it of where it wasn't like oh you're a really you're an up-and-coming photographer no it just shows him looking through his pictures and he has this camera and it's just kind of like a day in their life mm-hmm. i hate that shit i hate that shit like somebody like is supposed to be like an artist or something and within the first five minutes somebody comes up and is just like how's your art going because you're an artist yeah and he's like i'm bringing my oh you're bringing the keep bringing that camera everywhere yeah you just think you're gonna take pictures all the time no what's that at all i loved his fucking dog it was so cute i love sid so we're introduced to the main characters just kind of talking and interacting again like real people and i love that so much and we also have the phone call with his his friend rodney. his friend rodney who is the greatest tsa agent he ever. is the comedy relief in this yes but it works so well. I laughed at everything that fucker said. Yeah. It works because it's few and far between when he's on screen and when he is. I needed that, like, breather. Yeah. They kind of line this up with kind of the ups and downs, tension-wise. In most horror films, you have a big, crazy thing. You're, you're you're rattled and everything. Then when we get to the next scene, it's just down and there's not really necessarily, like, conversation. It's just kind of a... Just kind of like breathing breather. stuff. Yeah. And what they did well with this is that there's the huge tension and then the down scene is genuinely 
funny dialogue. That's a rare thing in film. It's <laughs> yes, actually it's actually funny. funny. Actually written well. Stays within how the character acts and adds to the overall story going back into the tension segments. That's why I thought the comedy elements were so well done. They really didn't take well away from anything. No. It was one character made jokes. Oh, before this, we forgot to talk about the very opening scene. Okay. That kind of set the tone for the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. We see a man who is, he's black and he's walking through kind of a suburban neighborhood. And he's talking on the phone and kind of, it sounded like he was possibly like inebriated or something because he was just kind of like not really sure where he was or where he was going, talking to somebody on the phone. And then a car pulls up. And he immediately is like, mm, not today. Not today. Not, not today. With nope. It. I'm just going to turn around and go another way. So he turns around and then all of a sudden a man starts running at him full speed and then tackles him and then basically chokes him out. He didn't tackle him. He just grabbed him and oh, choked okay. him out. For some reason, oh, I was thinking of a different thing. Yeah. And he like, cho- we yeah. didn't see him running either. Yeah. No, you saw him running. Well, a little, not, a little. And so, yeah, he starts like choking him out and then puts him in the back of a car and then drives away. She's like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Man, starting off right, this, movie. This, this is, oh no. I got a feeling of dread going in. Well, I mean, you kind of knew what the movie kind of was. So Rose is taking Chris to meet the parents. Meet the parents. And Chris is kind of concerned of, did you tell them that I'm black? And her response is like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. Uh, my dad loved Obama. would have. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're going to hear that. Yeah. And the common sense thing, she's like, they're not racist. I wouldn't take you if they were racist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So they're going, and then I spilled my egg everywhere okay. after they hit they hit a, a deer. deer. They get stopped by a cop that asks for his identification, even though he had nothing to do with hitting the deer. Kind of setting the mood of the town that they're in. Mm-hmm. Or just why he goes through. Yeah. Of just kind of, you know, racial toned altercations mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with it. Yeah. But on the same token, towards the end of the movie, you kind of realize why she didn't want him to give his ID to the officer. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll, we'll really cr- clever writing. There's a lot of things like looking back on it's like, I get it all. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't her being, you know, like, oh, you can't profile him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we don't, I yeah, don't need no, you no, to no, know no, who no. he is. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Really clever, yeah. So they go to the house and they start meeting the family and they seem like a relatively normal white suburban family mm-hmm. that just happens to have black servants. That was kind of unnerving. Well, and they were just like drones for like... Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of the whole... Oh, it was weird. It was... Oh, it was weird. Everything was weird. But it worked too because you were seeing it through the eyes of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he thought it was weird that they were black and so yeah. it's the way they were acting. Yeah, I guess I should probably clarify a little more. I didn't think it was necessarily weird that they were black. It was, it was weird how when he saw them and he first kind of had that thought of like oh white family with black servants and then kind of like is trying to brush it away and he tries to like interact with them and they're they get really creepy they get really creepy and then it's like oh no oh no what's going on and going more on what you're talking about with seeing through his eyes this is where kind of like the racial stuff is going to come into play there is a scene after this that I'm jumping a plot point, but I just want to talk about it right now. Okay. There's this big scene where he is being introduced to all of these members of the family and like friends because there's friends of, of the family. Really. Yeah. Kind of like a big gathering that happens every year that she was bringing them there. And the things that they're saying to him 
are normal. For the most part. For the most part. But what's so interesting is that you are seeing it through his eyes and you're understanding whether they mean to fully. They're saying very kind of racially charged things at him. I really like Tiger Woods. Yeah, like bringing up the Obama thing and saying like, oh, do you golf? And he'd be like, oh, you know, I golfed once, blah, blah, I loved Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was so great. And like constantly bringing up things to do with his race. It's like, I'll I'll pull out that one black guy that I know. Mm -hmm. And that happened so much. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It really like it made me uh, it made me think. And it's not a white guilt thing. It's not, it's not white guilt. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of like kind of those conversations are what people think. That entire sequence of when he's dealing with, when he's talking to them and the first thing that they're reacting to is essentially like, hey, we're cool because I like this one certain black person. That means I like black people, my exactly. man. Yeah. They say my man a lot. They, or her dad does. Yeah. And I think that was done so well because it really did make me like think about that, about just like, have I ever done that? before i guess it kind of like made me think of have i made somebody feel uncomfortable like that unknowing and not understanding of kind of their point of view because i am a white male i've never dealt with anything that's racial against me you know and it was just so good to be able to like see a scenario like that through somebody else's eyes Mm -hmm. and i've seen a really good job of that and i've seen that happen before uh case in point nobody in my family listens to this so i can talk about it one of my cousins she was dating this really cool black guy i think his name was daniel i believe not entirely sure this was like seven years ago and he came to a family gathering one time and i yeah i was talking to him he was a really cool guy and that kind of stuff did happen of where one of my cousins or something would talk to him and because daniel he liked basketball and so they were like oh i love michael jordan and it's just I get it now. I get kind of like the implication. I mean, Michael Jordan, they could have picked so many people, though. Also, case in point, uh, my family's super racist, so that also. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard this. So just know that. that I have a few. Uh, For the most part, my family's not. My family was more the, you can get the fuck out of my house if you're racist in here. Mm. Which I... Very grateful I grew up with that so that I can still like most of my family. I really do remember that because this was also when my dad was alive and like he kind of sensed like how weird it was that that was how people were like talking to him. So he like made it a point to just be like, hey, Dan, like come sit with us so that you don't feel weird because everybody's just like, oh, you like basketball. I wonder why you like basketball. Ha ha ha. Wasn't Michael Jordan great? Magic Johnson? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that that was just kind of like, not like blatant, I don't want to say blatant racism, because blatant racism is throwing just a, slurs. Yeah, it's just I mean, racial it's just slurs hate. and stuff. Yeah. But it's just stuff that at the time, you know, I knew was kind of off, and, you know, looking back, I, I understand how, how, you know, subtly racist that stuff was. And stuff that I think, like, unfortunately, everybody has dealt with. At least seen it. At least know? seen it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think everybody's dealt with it. No. Yeah. So, I know I skipped ahead a little bit, because a very important thing happens. The well. There's two things that are very important that happens. The father shows him a wall, kind of a photos about of his, his dad. Yeah. And so what? It, well, who was his dad? Who was his dad? Yeah. His dad and was a runner that was replaced, or he just missed out and was replaced with by Jesse Owens. And he has the line of like, "Yeah, I never really got over Jesse Owens." But he talked about how great it was that you know Jesse Owens did this in front of Hitler and Prue and is it Aryan race mm-hmm. and like just spit in his face by a black man winning. And yeah great he's like yeah grandpa never really got over that though throwaway line before the party you know we have the dinner scene it's a very 
awkward. It's not Macaulay Culkin. It's not Macaulay Culkin. The actor, I forget his name, but he was at Tom, Tom at the Farm, which is a French film that came out about two years ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. Played Banshee in for X-Men First Class. Yes. There's your X-Men There's reference. There's my X-Men reference for the episode. And he was great because he played a fucking douchebag. Like, it was just skeezy. He's, he's he, the one when he came in, you're like, all right, this family's this family is evil. Yeah. There's, like, he wasn't pulling any punches on the, I'm a swell guy. He just shows up. He's just very skeezy and just the way that he's talking and really the only thing that he's talking to chris about is his like physique and being like oh you know do you like you know like ufc because if you would have worked out because you're black and you're muscular then you could have been a really good ufc fighter and chris is just like uh okay and then he is like trying to put him like a headlock and chris is like i don't he's like i don't play fight with drunk people yeah sorry it's very awkward and well and especially awkward because we didn't know where the fuck it was going like we still don't know what exactly is going on here because you like knew that things were off but you couldn't pinpoint when you don't know if everybody's off or if it's just like they're off because you're seeing it through his eyes we didn't know where this movie was headed Mm -hmm. then he goes to sleep and they talk about how that she her her mother is a psych she's a psychiatrist who deals with hypnotherapy and helped the father quit smoking because chris smokes and they're essentially saying hey if you have that problem like we we can help you with it because we'll hypnotize you and then every time that you think about cigarettes or you look at cigarettes you're gonna get really sick and so he kind of brushes it off he's like no i'm okay i don't want to you know be hypnotized at my girlfriend's family's home it's the same thing that like no have you ever been hypnotized kyle no why not i don't believe in hypnosis do you really not no uh i've done a lot of hypnotherapy i just just don't think it works i think it's one of those you have to believe it works for it to work well yeah i mean that's the whole basis on it you know and i don't so i wouldn't try because yeah if you don't because the thing with hypnotherapy is that if you don't think it's going to help you it's not going to help it's not going to do anything yeah so no i i've always been one that's no it doesn't work it totes helps if you want it to if you if you want it, it's great. It, that's I think it it's uh, to me hypno. It's more of a placebo effect. Is how I see it. Which, it works because you want it to work and you think it's going to work. Yeah, I mean hyp- hypnotherapy is essentially like it's a baby's it's a sugar first pill. baby's first occultism. You know, <laughs> I mean it's that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I know people argue, and it's great if it works for you. Rock on. That's just me. That's just my. Belief. Well, people that talk because like you know, I obviously I believe in hypnotherapy because I've I've done it a lot, and yeah, I have to have have an understanding of like this isn't going to work for everybody. And it worked for me because I believe. No, and a good example is watch people to do the stage show where, oh, we got to bark like a dog. No, and then ask all the people that were hypnotized afterwards. You've seen those documentaries, right? And they're like, no, I knew what I was doing. They just kind of opened it up that I felt comfortable to do Mm -hmm. it. Like, no, see, they didn't make them do it. It's it's a weird thing. These people just saw that they have an out that, oh, it's hypnotized. It's funny. Yeah, hypnotism is weird because it's not like you're going to sleep and they're altering your mind or anything. No. it's not like it is in the movies it's not like it is in this they're just this isn't about me talking about my fucking hypnosis shit so during the middle of the night he wakes up and he has kind of a craving because she hasn't been letting him smoke at all just threw him out the window and that was cool because you realized why well i mean later in the movie you understand the real reason why because they need to keep they need him to be specimen well well that too and they need him to have a reason to accept hypnosis yes so in the middle of the night he goes out and there's a creepy segment of where 
where the guy's like running, running, running around full sprint. He gets unknowingly hypnotized by the kind of clinking of a spoon in a tea cup. Mm-hmm. Which the audience, we knew. That's why she was mm-hmm. stirring. Like bringing up like repressed memories and talking about it. And then she has him sink. God, that visual is so cool. Yeah. Oh, I loved how, oh my God. He just falls into this bottomless black pit where there's kind of like a TV screen. And the TV is the real world. Or oh, not so MTV is the real world, but like well, the actual. Yeah. The big memory, I'll go ahead and talk about it, is about his mom when he was younger. His mom was killed in a hit and run. And he felt guilty because as a kid, I guess like he knew or she wasn't home and he just sat at home and watched TV and didn't call anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did step out to get popcorn at one point. I was going to ask if there was anything. Um, well, he I'm... opened up to his to Rose mm-hmm. when they're by the water of why he felt so guilty is that she was not killed with the initial hit. Okay. She bled out and died in the cold. Okay. So he... That's why okay. with the deer at the beginning, mm-hmm. that's why he went and checked on the deer. Okay. He felt guilty that if he would have called, his mom would probably still be alive comes out to play at the end that's why mm-hmm. i wanted to bring it up of that's why i said shit not again and god okay cool yeah. that's the only thing you missed with him and rose so he gets hypnotized and has some crazy dreams and just kind of wakes up what he thinks are dreams what he thinks are dreams and then the whole party scene happens and at the end of the party scene he finally encounters a, another black man who is <laughs> I don't know how to really describe it. He's in kind of like a like stereotypical like It's like he's in an old timey barbershop quartet. With yes. Like a straw hat. Well and... what I was gonna say, he looked like a caricature of like pre-segregation black male and i thought that that worked really well to give an uneasiness on his appearance of just like something's kind of off with this person and he talks to him and it's just kind of a weird conversation where it's just the cadence of his speaking is off and it's just something's not right with him and chris kind of sees it as well he's like not there's something off there's something off that's that's a big thing with this movie is that well and he also had the feeling that it was somebody he knew yeah for for like an hour what was so good is that there was just every single scene it was just you being like there's something fucking off about this person there's something fucking off about this but we don't know but you don't know like nothing makes sense they could have been vampires like they could have fucked this movie up so bad So yeah, he's he's like, I know this person. Like, I know who this person is. So he snapped a picture of him. Yes. Because he calls his friend and is just like, this shit's, this shit cray. This and his sh- friend's like, ridiculous. sex slaves. Yes. <laughs> sex slaves thing. And so he's like, I'm going to take a picture of this guy with all these crazy people because it's crazy because I fucking know this guy and I'm going to send it to you. You can assure me that we know this person. And so he starts to take a picture of him and does not realize his flash is on. I thought it was really cool effect of when you saw the flash in his eyes and his eyes like dilated and then like the light slowly kind of went out mm-hmm. i'm dealing with that right now this is true do you have somebody in your head cop i don't think so no, no okay. they wouldn't want to stay in there and his nose starts bleeding and they just start s- screaming get out and running towards him and like trying to shake him but even like the way he talks as you can tell this is the real person and you're just like what the fuck is going on and that's when he's like what's up dude we're getting out he's like i need to fucking leave because they're like yeah he's just epileptic and you you know, he just like had a little episode and they're just going to go home and, you know, it's going to be okay. And he's just like, no, I... He's like, my cousin was epileptic yeah, or something. He's like, that wasn't a seizure. Yeah, it's not a thing that happens. I'm being lied to. So then we have a silent auction on Chris, essentially. 
where they say they're going to go play bingo. I mean, they're using bingo cards. And they are using bingo cards, and there's a giant picture of Chris. Now, this is where I started to understand what the twist was, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. Now, if you're with us right now, and you did not listen to me, and I'm spoiling the movie right now because I want to talk about the twist. You have been warned. I knew that there was something of where the white people are transporting their consciousness into black bodies. Which they kind of tell you when the groundskeeper's running full speed sprint after you just found out like the grandpa was a runner yeah i mean this is like marathon running for mm-hmm. him he's running running and i i knew that there was just something like that that was going that was going to happen we just I, didn't know how they were yeah i couldn't figure out if it because that's where the hypnotist thing kind of came into play because are they like transferring yeah personality or what what are they doing but you know at the end you, it finds out they're transplanting brains part of a brain and it was awesome so like just part they have to keep part of the original so the body will still function but so there is a yeah. little bit of the person left yeah like uh, how it's explained at the end is you know they can see what the person controlling the body sees and hear what the person but they can't doing. do it they can't do anything about it they're in the sunken place yes and it shows some like when he's talking to the one woman and she's just crying mm-hmm. you know like they're she's still there. there god that was so fucking creepy oh my god it, it was so well done with all the fucking running i don't know why it was so creepy that man. was fucking scary ah <sighs> Or, yeah, the scene that really sticks to me is when she's standing there just crying. Mm. When he's like, I just get weirded out around white people. And she's just a tear comes down. She's like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no." Yeah. And then just starts, like, bawling and, like, trying to keep it together. And it's like, there is something fucking. You know, like, an actress played two different people at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you know that, like, that's so good. Or kind of the cadence of the, well, grandpa, you know, the when he's talking to him. Again, kind of, because Chris is kind of, like, trying to connect with I don't think it's trying to connect. he knows something's wrong he knows something's wrong and he's just kind of like trying to find out yeah like maybe they'll be like these people are fucking crazy yeah you need to help us yeah like he's trying to say like are these white people crazy <laughs> yeah like am I gonna die here because they're creeping me the fuck out <laughs> creeping me out and you are also black, and you might have understood how fucking creepy this is. But they're even more creepy. Creepy lines where he's like, oh, you're working hard today? And he's like, nothing I don't want to do. It's like, oh, no. Oh, God. See, I'd be like, one line of that, be like, okay, then. I yeah, just leave. Well, well, that was well, weird. I'm walking away. I'm just going to leave now. Another great scene that I think was very important with Peel's message to the audience that wasn't necessarily important for the story because they needed a, a way to introduce uh the get out man what was his what was his name i can't remember the 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 hosts people's names because there was the grandpa the grandma and then whoever was armitage what armitage armitage was their name okay if that's why you're asking no the the the, family name no the the actual name of the the one that he takes a picture of oh that was andre okay hayworth hayworth why do i remember that why do you remember because he he googled it (gasps) that's right or he used bing because Microsoft sponsored the oh, fuck out of this yeah. movie. Everybody has a Surface. They use Bing. Yeah, so Andre, you know, who's not actually Andre because there's somebody inside of him. I think his name there was like Tyler or yeah. something. They needed to introduce him. And I thought that it was great how they had the the one Asian guy ask a super racially charged question to Chris. Because, again, that's something that unfortunately I think happens a lot. Of where, oh, we have a black person. What's it like being African-American? Yeah, like, basically what, what he says. He's like, is it easy? 
easy or is it hard? It's like, and what, the what fuck? Why is this a thing that we're having an open discussion about? What? And so he sees the other guys like, hey, why don't you answer it? And that's how the picture thing came to play. So he's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, all right, let me find these keys. Where's my keys? And then he finds the box and like the little little closet where the Bye Bye Man's dog is. The little it's a little closet. I don't know why every house in horror movies has to have that <laughs> little like door. Little little baby has a door. Little baby door, yeah, the little, little baby Malkovic door. door. Don't know why. <laughs> and they all have one. And he opens it and sees the box of pictures of Rose and her past boyfriends. She tells him in the beginning she, she's she's never dated a black man before. And he finds out, she, well, she's dated a, a bunch. Yeah. There's like 30 um, photographs in there. And then the last one is when he sees as a Georgette, Georgina. Jo- I think it's Georgina. He sees where she dated Georgina. He's like, oh shit. These people don't come back. Well, and before that, Andre. Andre. Whatever, he's like, yeah. oh no. Like, this is not good at all. So he's like, we, keys, we need to leave. So they go downstairs. He's still trusting her at this point. He's still trusting her, which I thought... Which opens maybe she was also hypnotized, you know. I understand, like, his thought of it. I think just... Of, of where, like, let's get out of here and, and then, then I'll will, deal with this. I'll deal with you. Yeah. yeah. So they go downstairs and this is where there's kind of, like, a standoff, essentially, of where Macaulay Culkin is... It's not Macaulay Culkin. In front of the door and is... With a lacrosse. With a lacrosse thing. thingy. And on each side of him, there's the mother and the father. And they're just... Just kind of, you know, being creepy. And he's like, Rose, we got those keys yet? Dog's uh, pretty sick. We need to leave. She's like, I just, I can't find the keys. I'll find, eventually, I'll find she's the keys. just, she goes, Rose, where are the keys? She just opens her hand. She's like, you know, I can't give you the keys. And then the mom just a little clink, clink on the tea glass, and he just collapses. The end. And that's where the movie ends. Kyle, how'd you like the movie? <laughs> it's not in there. <laughs> they drag him down in the basement, lock him up, mm-hmm. and then have him watch a small little film about the Calagula. I think that's what it was called. Calagula. About basically telling him what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, what's gonna happen? During the party, he talks to this blind man that's a photography dealer. This also is where I realized what was going to happen. And he's like in a hospital bed just saying like, hey, so this is what's going to happen. Basically, we're going to take out most of your brain and we're going to put my brain in your head. And then I'm just going to control you. That's going to be my body now. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your awesome body. Yeah, thanks. And and then he has the line, which I thought was great. And he's just like, why all blacks? And the guy's like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, definitely not. Places like sometimes people want something different. Mm-hmm. They just want to change. They think they want to be what's cool. And it cuts back to the people saying different things. Yeah. Like the guy is like, Black's in this season. Like it makes these things even more racist when they put it in this yeah. context. <laughs> I like that they weren't like up front. And this, I mean, this yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it could have been bad if he was just like, Why all blacks? And he was just like, <laughs> I hate black people. Yeah, or if you remember... You're just a big old strong Negro, and I want to be inside of you. Or Grandpa Armitage really never got over Jesse Owens. Because he was black. We told you that. Remember when we told remember? you Remember? Let's do a flashback scene of where you're on there. That's how movies today fucking work. Mm-hmm. God, there's so much great like stuff. Like, we picked up on this stuff outside, and we're like, oh shit, they mm-hmm. told us this. Or the deer thing at the beginning, because I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. But then it made sense later. It made sense later. Or why made- she was so... 
against the ID, and then you understand it was more she than just... She doesn't need them to know where the fuck he is yeah. when he goes missing. It's very clever. Makes a lot of sense. There also is a side plot that's going of where his friend, who's the TSA agent... It makes it a lot creepier, too, when she's like, so you think I have a chance? She says it with, like, three people. Yeah. But it makes a joke, like, maybe somebody's just so you think I got a chance with him? And that was great, too, because, again, you don't think about that having a... She was trying a, to get Rodney. Yeah, like a real other... <laughs> Oh, she is fucking creepy. Yes, and it's so great because Rose is like the craziest of all of them. Well, yeah, and Rose is so much creepier after the movie's over because you think about all of these different conversations that they had that aren't creepy when they were happening, but now you understand the context of them and they're fucking creepy. I would love so to watch good. this again just to like see. Underst- yeah, like the nuances that. Ugh. Ugh. And yeah, the side plot is that what was it, Rod or Rodney? Rod. Rod. Okay. Rod was he knew that something was fucked up and he had heard from chris because he was supposed to be back on like sunday and it was sunday hasn't heard anything not picking up his phone so he's going to the police station essentially well, yeah and telling them what he believes is happening with and the they of course slaves. think he's fucking stupid they think he's stupid and laugh at him he says like they're taking black people they're brainwashing them and they're making them sex slaves I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> shut up your, your friend is hanging out with his girlfriend yeah it's what so he cares? calls rose and she is terrifying as she talks to him on the phone that was so good because so she She's on the phone with him, and she has just a blank slate of a face. But the emotions sound real. Like, if you weren't she's, looking at yeah, it. Yeah, then you would have been like, oh, she's crying and being crazy. Face, she's like, oh, God, no. Oh, no. What happened? It's so, it's hard to explain how eerie it is. That she is, a, it sounds like real. It's like she's act. It's like an actress is playing a, someone who's acting without acting. She's, it's, an she, actress is playing a person in a movie that is voice acting. Yes. But the, while, after they had Botox. While, yeah, while maintaining a stone face. It is. It was pretty uncomfortable to me, mm-hmm. honestly. And yeah, and then the conversation goes to where he's like, "This bitch is crazy." Yeah, I, he I mutes her, to... and he's like, "You fucking lying. You this lying. Bitch is fucking I lying. Know you're fucking lying." And I'm gonna record this shit. Yeah, because he's like, "What cab service did he take?" She's mm-hmm. like, "I don't know." He's like, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You don't know. Your boyfriend just left you. You don't know. Yeah. Fuck you. So he starts recording it, and then she is she's like, either trying I'm... to get him or she's smart enough to Under... know he's recording. It. I think it was that she knew that he was recording because when he hangs up she's like fucking smart and it was exactly what she did a fucking genius yeah because she was just like i want you to fuck me so hard yeah, you blah, know you want to fuck me that's why you're calling me yeah so you can fuck me he's like what the fuck and the then, fuck is yeah. wrong with you so then that kind of ends there and you knew that it was going to come back into play later and i'm glad that it ended there because I think it would have lessened the great kind of uplifting impact of the end of it if you would have, again, in any other movie, you would have seen like him like going on the interstate and like, oh, where she live? Oh, she lives here? I'm like two uh, two miles away. Yeah, but the ending of this was like inside I cheered a little. Oh, yeah. That was so, you wanted Chris to succeed. I love horror movies where I I genuinely care about the main character. Gave a fuck about him. Yes, he was awesome and I didn't want him to deal with any of this. No, I wanted to (laughs) Escape like the worst of this. Yeah. That's the scariest part. Or mm-hmm. something that you have to think about is he survives this. He still has to deal with. Yeah, there's, you know, like, can you imagine having like this fear constantly now? 
God. That there's other group like yeah, it's just horrible to think if this character were real when this movie's real. Like, where does he go from? Here? Yeah, how do you cope with what you just dealt with? You never drink tea again. Yeah, because you're just gonna be like, mm, I want some tea. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> and you won't be able to get out of it. I'd like to think that he went and, like had another hypnotist undo it. Mm, yeah, more than likely. But you know, we'll wait for uh, get, out know, get out to electric boogaloo. I fun. hope there does not need to be a get out. Too. No, there's not. Gonna be. <laughs> Kid. There might be. It's fucking Hollywood, dude. I don't know though because I really respect Peel and I think that he's a man of integrity and I don't think he would uh, do it. Well, what if it's not Peel? Oh, yeah, that would man. He might not do it. It's Bloomhouse. This is no, a movie that actually made money. So yeah, it you know he understands what's getting ready to fucking happen and they're telling him what's going to happen and he sinks into the chair again and then you know Macaulay Culkin comes. Well, he in. picks at the chair. Yeah, he's he's constantly picking at the chair, which that was a subtle thing that they showed just because he when kinda... he's under he just picks at the chair. Yeah, and this comes into play because did you see that happening? No, I thought it was super clever. Macaulay Culkin comes in to get him for the surgery and does his restraints. Chris gets up and I'm like, how did he? How did he not get hypnotized? Even though the scene before he. Picked Picks up the the phone, the padding's coming out. He looks at it. Mm -hmm. I never thought he leaned down and put it in his ears, which Mm -hmm. is what he did. So he didn't hear the clinky. It was so awesome. And he fucking bludgeons Jeffrey? Jeremy. Jeremy, I think. With a, I think it's a, not a croquet ball. I'm not sure what it is. Cricket ball. Is it cricket ball? I think it was a cricket ball. Uh, One of those big, heavy fucking balls. Oh, just brutal. Like the sound he made when he first hit him. Ugh. I love, oh my God, the sound effects in this movie are so good. We don't talk about sound enough. I loved the sound of this movie. There was one I thought was weird i don't remember what it was like it sounded it was like a bird noise or something but maybe it's just my hearing it sounded like a human made the noise i think i know which part you're talking about I don't it's think towards that... the beginning like he was yeah. in bed and it sounded like someone made the noise mm-hmm. it was really weird i don't know I, I i like the use of sound in this movie because it wasn't an overly orchestrated sound throughout like there's not like theme music happening when there is music happen. but it's so subtle yeah it's subtlety which i was worried because during like the opening scene and opening credits they switch the song like four times mm-hmm. like is this is this what we're gonna do yeah yeah he fucking bludgeons fucking macaulay Culkin, and then and then stabs pull... dr dad with the deer yeah and then he pulls out the the earplugs and i was like holy sh- oh my god that was so good like I, that, I, I that was my so was good like, he still has to deal with the mom you should fucking keep those in yeah yeah, like she's gonna run around with a teacup, and we're showing you know the dad because it's also established again something you don't really think about that he's a fucking neuroscientist, neurosurgeon. neurosurgeon. Yeah, and we have him you know taking the scalp off and taking the brain you know brains get so that he can transplant. He's like, well, you know, where's Jeremy? Like, where are you? Blah blah. blah. And he walks out, and then he just fucking runs just full speed with this deer and just, just skewers him in the throat. Oh, it was awesome. And that's that's a point where I realized how much I love the sound design of this. Was because that all happened, and the sounds that he made when he was like gurgling blood and laying on the ground, and just like the impact noise of him hitting him, mm-hmm. were like eerily realistic and weren't like overborn. Everything about the climax here to me is realistic because really, the him killing these people, it's not a big over the top thing. He just does that, and the dad falls over dead. Move on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some like epic like, "Where are you, Chris?" Yeah, like, I'm gonna get you. You know, it wasn't the give back. I mean, Jeremy gets back up. But yeah. It's, I mean, more realistic. that you stab someone in the throat, they're just going to die. Yeah. They're not going to like, eh, eh, Chris, well, no. It's not going to be Lost Highway where they are still yeah, talking for yeah. five minutes. Well, and this is, I don't, this is funny that 
this is coming up in this movie, but we just recently watched Hush. And one of the things that I liked about that movie was spoilers for Hush. Uh, there'll but, be a review coming out yeah. sometime in the future. The scene where the killer stabs the guy in the throat, I thought was so fucking great because it was the a great realistic death scene mm-hmm. of he just fucking stabs him and immediately pulls away and then the guy falls to the ground and it's nothing like crazy. It's just just super fat it's like a second of it happening and in most movies it's just like and that's how i felt with these they're quick especially yeah after he kills the dad he goes to the mom who that goes to jeremy next Jeremy. I thought he killed the mom before he killed Jeremy. Okay. He kills Jeremy next. So he actually kills Jeremy. Or no, he kills the mom next. You're yeah. right. So he goes into the room. She's immediately, like, they both stare at the teacup. They jolt for it, but he's able to get it first. Breaks it. And then she runs at him. And this was another realistic thing that was so fucking good was that she had a knife. And it just goes through his hand instantly. And he do- and he just fucking. He no-sells it. Yeah. <laughs> He just fucking Roman Reigns no-sells it and just bears on her and then just starts fucking choking her out. No, he stabs her. Oh, that's right. With the yeah, thing does, in his hand. Yeah, he stabs her in the face. Well, he's like choking her with one yeah. hand. Stabs her. It's just the anger. The intensity. The intensity okay. that he has. And to me, it's, you know, from a filmmaking standpoint, it's not the anger of one man here. Yeah. You know, this is an anti-racism movie. Mm-hmm. This is the anger, the anger of a race. Yeah. Kind of like, he likes serial, like, not serial killer, like, like a Jason or one of those, like, yeah. he felt no pain. Oh, so like, good. The adrenaline's coming through him of, you are not killing me. You are not doing yeah. this to me. It's all, yeah, then Jeremy jumps on his back, which I feel like that's only in there, so it's like, oh yeah, he's the guy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured that. Wow. Well, yeah. Especially when he's talking about MMA. I'm like, we watched somebody fucking rear naked choke some dude on the street. Yeah. But, Whatever. He's kind of crazy though, because he had like the fucking mask and all that. Well, it was like it was a, a fucking knight, helmet. like Black Knight. Yeah. yeah, which is on the cover of the poster. Is it really? Yeah, that knight helmet. Yeah, hmm. you never actually see it in daylight. No, yeah, you see it. Well, you see it in the moonlight when it's in the seat. It's in the seat, the car. Yeah, it's like the hush mask. Yeah, he starts like trying to do the rear naked choke to him, and then they have kind of an altercation, and luckily he kills Jeremy. They did it like. A video game cutscene where he hasn't been the rear naked choke. Chris reaches for the door, opens it. Jeremy kicks the door closed. He does it again. Jeremy kicks the door closed. He sees a pattern. Mm-hmm. So he does it a third time. And as soon as Jeremy kicks, he stabs him in the knee so he'll let go. Again, so fucking awesome and great writing. Or I say it's like a video game cutscene. It's It'll keep fucking looping until you do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's what it did. Like Chris outsmarted them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it coming. I didn't think like, oh, he's going to do it again. He's going to stab him in the knee. Yeah. It- I'm, all I'm thinking is like fuck how's chris gonna get out of this? yeah i'm just like is he gonna like suplex him like what's gonna happen i'm thinking two things like how is he getting out of this where the fuck is rose yeah i was thinking these are too. things i'm thinking where the fuck is rose where are georgina and the other guy yeah because we know they're now like they're not who they say they are yeah at that point you're like oh they're everybody. grandma and grandpa yeah. spoiler just spoilers on spoilers <laughs> right <laughs> It's just so intense, and it was one of those horror movies where usually horror movies you're like, I know they're going to get away in the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't always feel like I knew that was a given in this. No, at all. There was real fear from me that he was not going to survive. Like I thought, what could happen is Rodney shows up. It's too late, mm-hmm. and some other white dude's like, Oh God, let me tell you what happened. Come, come over here. Yeah. Like, oh shit. The like, psych- there's still at least like one person alive that can kind of continue the. But I mean, everything. the surgeon's gone. The hypnotist is gone. Mm-hmm. So, or Rodney comes up. He's like, "Oh God, Chris, the car." And he leans over. He's like, "Clink, clink, clink." You're like, "No, Rodney, no, no." 
But luckily it didn't happen. That would have been a shit twist. That would have been fucking terrible. That's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Come on. Uh, it's Blue Mouse. You never know. Yeah. He, might, he uh, might do yeah, Get Out 2. Oh, oh, God. Is it? Okay, so Get, okay, get Out 2 is where one of the people is in the basement. Because there's still a lot of these people around. And, and it's the uh, Andre guy. And it turns out that they didn't just put one person in his body. They put 27 people in and one his of them? body. James McAvoy. And one of them is James fucking McAvoy. It's like poetry. That's the thing. I mean, you could do a sequel because there is a lot. There are a lot of these people left. Yeah, but I don't want them to do a sequel. I don't either. It it would lessen the impact of it. I think think this is such a great standalone. Yeah. Where the hell did we leave off? Uh, Okay, so he kills Jeremy. Jeremy's dead. So then we have Rose creepily eating cereal. Eating cereal, drinking milk through a straw. It's like the most... And she has the fucking like shrine the, of yeah, all the, the people. She's, and she's looking up uh, NCAA top prospects. Top prospects. She's <sighs> finding the next one. So and he leaves and he hits Georgina with the car. And that's when he's like, oh, fuck, not again. So he picks her up, puts her in the car. And at this point, Rose knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. She grabs a fucking gun and she's like, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> that was her woodshed line. And when, <laughs> Woodshed. What was great about him picking her up and putting her in the car was another thing that wasn't explained to you, but you understood what he was thinking of, again, going back to like another horror movie. What could have happened is he picks her up, puts her in the car and is driving is just like, there's still a way I could save you. I could still possibly save you. No, it's he doesn't is, say anything because you know you understand what his mind. You understand is. what he's doing, and it's maybe he doesn't think he can say. You know, it's guilt. It's guilt. This is his personal demon he's battling right yeah. now. Yeah, and you know that there's that, but also how I I think is that there's the whole line of you'll still be in there. He know, yeah, he and knows. he knows that there's still you know, a good person, a good in person there. in there. Unfortunately, that's not the case because she starts freaking out and clawing him. Clawing at him, he wrecks the car. She apparently dies. Yes, and then he's getting out of the wreckage and being shot at by rose and rose is like go get him grandpa and he just fucking sprints again it's still creepy yeah but a callback didn't see him using that to get out of this at the end Mm -hmm. was the cell phone yes he uses his flash he uses his flash to flash him and he has a moment of where you can tell on his face that it is not it's not grandpa anymore anymore. and it's just like rose give me the gun i want to finish him myself so rose gives him the gun he takes it loads it boom right Right in the the gun oh god and then shoots himself and then yeah and then looks like a tear falls and then like he knows he's he's going back yeah he's he's getting ready to go back and boom ends ends himself so we have yeah rose is on the ground and just like choking and, and dying and then he goes over and he's looking at her and she's just like, oh, no, it's me. You know, it's me, I Rose. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Because she's she's trying to convince you, or the audience as well, mm-hmm. put that doubt in in him that she was also yeah. brainwashed. And he just tries to fucking strangle her. And it was so organic what he does of where it's like, it's me, Rose. And he, like, slowly puts his hand, like, on her shoulder. And then it goes up to, like, the neck. And, like, kind of, like, around the chin, like, maybe he's going to, like, kiss her or something. And then he just fucking just starts gripping. And then her reaction. Her face changes. And she just smiles as he's choking her. And that's what makes him stop. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Frightening. 
And then Rodney saves the day. So this is where I was very scared of where the, what the ending was going to be. I thought I was when I see didn't a cop car pull up. I thought it'd be the cop. From I Rodney. thought it was going to be the cop from the and beginning. And Chris yeah. is going to jail, or they were going to shoot him. I thought it was going to be one of those, but I didn't actually think it was going to be the cop shooting him because I thought that would have been way in a movie that was doing the racially charged conversation throughout with the story. I thought it Peel was too smart to have that much of a heavy-handed ending. I think a heavy-handed ending would have tainted this film. Yeah, because everything else was just so subtle, you know? And if you would have had the end of, it's a policeman that shoots a black guy, it's like, uh, you, I, you know, it's, like, you're not being subtle anymore. <laughs> no, and yeah, it's, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Yeah. But yeah, I love the little things of he puts his hands up when he sees the lights, mm-hmm. and she immediately, she's like, help me. Yeah, like, oh, help, help, help me. Like, I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. He just killed all these people. And then that door flies open, and it says airport on it. And oh, I fucking love I was like, like oh, yeah. I thought Rod, you know, I knew Rodney would be there at the end, mm-hmm. but I still, like, I didn't realize that that I was going to be Rodney. I still had a doubt that he just wasn't going to show up, or he was going to show up not, like... Or they were going to fuck him over and set up, like, Yeah, like, something, and it was him, and I'd felt so great, and then you see her just immediately go back to just, like, oh, fuck. Like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> well... Here we go. And then, yeah, Chris gets in the car. It's like, I told you not to go to a white white people's house. (laughs) And again, a comedic thing that breaks all the tension, and it fits with the character, and it fits with the scene, it fits with the emotion. It works because it's like, we need something to go home on. Yeah. We're like, oh, thank God. You know, and, then, and we see her die, and it's awesome because she's fucking crazy, fucking crazy, just psychopath. Like before this, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Once she flips that switch, though, she was great. And oh yeah, like really uneasy. God, the phone scene still was just so fucking good, fucking eerie. Well, it was also cool because it's something that I haven't really, I've never really seen that. I think that's such a cool visual of somebody on the phone having so much emotion. And then when you look at their face, it's just blank. blank. And even their, all their clothing is just like all like all white. And it is also unnerving because their demeanor changes. Her, she's like stiff now. She yeah. Barely, like, postures all perfect. When she's drinking the milk, it was also weird. Everything that she did was just so animatronic. It was like she was a kid there still. She was drinking milk with a straw, mm-hmm. eating dry cereal out of a bowl. Fucking creepy. Uh, She was creepy. I there was not a performance in this I didn't love. Yeah. Even like some of the fucking people at the the gathering were great. The golf guy was so good, and I don't know why he was so good, but it was again because it felt natural. Everybody was a real person. Yeah, they felt natural. Like, it felt like sometimes at the party that maybe not all the lines were scripted. Yeah, maybe they just were like, hey, we need you to... We need you to drop these hints. Now yeah, go. drop the hints, like, say something about golf and then talk about Tiger Woods. Even the police at the station? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have cut that scene out and I think it would have been fine. Yeah, but... But I know. think it was a smart thing because if, if not at the end, you'd be like, why the fuck is TSA taking care of this? Not the detectives. <laughs> yeah. They didn't believe him. And this is a movie that put the TSA in a good light. Yeah, TSA, That's you That's not rule. something you fucking get every day either and i did like his his line about why are they so bad at me for searching an old woman i'm telling you next 9-11 it's gonna be because of old people yep and geriatric that's what he says 
and it's old people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many little things that I just feel like if I watch oh, this, so, I when, I, the when I watch this oh again, that they tell you so much leading up. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. I kudos to Peel for his direction. He's I want to read director. Yeah, he's a great director. He's oh. also I want to read the script because I guarantee that the script who wrote is great. it. He did. Did he write it? Yeah, as well? he wrote it. So fucking good. It was well shot. Uh, difference between this and going back to Hush again is a lot of this takes place at night, and we could see what the mm-hmm. fuck was happening. See everything that's going happening. The problem yeah. with Hush. We're just gonna ruin our own Hush review. <laughs> it's not that great of a movie, so it doesn't really matter. No, but it is a fun review, so you will absolutely. I have yep. to check it out. Watch this film. I loved everything. I was completely gripped by the entirety of it. Time flew so fast. In it the felt best really way. short. I know. It's it was just because I was just so fucking zoned in on it. It is a movie that does so many things right and takes such a hot topic mm-hmm. and puts it into a horror movie. It makes it accessible. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, it's not heavy handed. It's, no. it's great. Fuck. <laughs> Can I say more good things about this film? Kyle, what do you want to give it? I'm going to give it. Ten. Yeah. It's a a fucking, holholy shit. On it, like honestly, it's oh my god. Yeah, I hadn't. I have like nothing bad to say about it. I really don't. No, I mean, there's a couple scenes that you could have taken them out and it was fine, but they didn't Mm -hmm. hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great film. I knew it was getting great reviews. I didn't read any of them. I didn't think it would be this great, though. No. The last movie that got great reviews was Split and Cure for Wellness, and we all know how we thought about that. Yeah. So I'm like, Wake and I right now, not a good track record for, not a, for not, ones that people are liking. Yeah, not in the Great Wall got majority. shit on. We loved it. Yeah. So no, I was hopefully optimistic with a horror movie. Blown away. I will be very upset if he does not give a, get a nomination for his performance, the main actor. And even her, honestly. I don't know if they will because it's a horror movie. That's what sucks so bad. So many people, I think, are going to discredit this film and not even watch it. This should. Mm-hmm. Because it has that thing slapped on it of horror and comedy. Yeah. And it just has because, those in Just because it. it's Peel. And it, it really sucks because, in a way, I wish that it would have been... if I, I would have loved if Peel would have written it and everything and directed it under kind of like a pseudonym. However, that hurts it financially because there are people that are going to watch this just because, because it's of Peel. Because yeah. of the name, I want to see more from for, oh, more yeah. from him. Absolutely, I want him to start a trend of uh, still. I love his comedy stuff. I think he's a great comedy writer, but he's shown me that he can do great things that are not in the comedy. And genre. he did something in Hollywood that is rare. Is a black director made a horror movie, or yeah, a, a black yeah, director. A, a black director made a horror movie. That's with a black claims with a black lead about racism about racism <laughs> he took all these things and for the most part they i'm sure they are now but for early releases of this you know people just loved it mm-hmm. and they i hope they still do and kudos to peel and bloomhouse you did and something Blo- right. yeah you did it bloomhouse holy fuck peel you made bloomhouse have a good movie <sighs> well <sighs> last one i liked of theirs was like paranormal activity 2 it's been a long time. I mean, they did the visit and Insidious, all of those. Well, they didn't do they just produce. They're produced. I know they don't have anything to do with them, but do they produce Conjuring? No. Okay. No. For some reason, I kept thinking that, but that was before I liked the. Conjuring. They did Whiplash. Yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But I mean, with the amount of money they have, they can actually they have for money. good movies. They have that M nine money. <sighs> I want to see people do more. I want to see all these people do more. I got nothing else. No. I'm fucking blown away. Jesus fucking Christ. Let's go. Now, watch it. Watch out for deer. Fuck racists.